0: didn't want to be the stick in the mud that was the kind of like epitome of a money vlogger being like um would it be possible for us to split this evenly (laughs) welcome back rich girls and boys to the rich girl roundup weekly discussion of the money with katie show i'm your host katie gaddy Tossan, and every monday morning we're gonna dig into an interesting money discussion but before we do here's a quick message from our sponsors Before we get into it this week, this week's upcoming main episode is about the ideal save rate, and it's definitely one of my nerdier expeditions in the sense that we are trying to figure out what the optimal amount of money to save is, where you're probably going to regret falling short versus where you're going to regret doing too much. Because yes, contrary to fire popular belief, it is possible to save too much. Okay. On to the roundup. Hannah, how you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I was looking at some data this morning for our newsletter audience and trying to figure out interesting ways to make that content better. So that's kind of been on my radar today.
1: What about you? Um, I've been unpacking, but I know that you're also moving. So we've been trying to get ahead on content. And so we're just struggling, what, like five or six episodes right now?
0: Yes. I really can't keep it all straight, but we're trying to make sure they're all still really good and high quality. So hopefully nobody notices a difference.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I could share this week's question, which lit a fire, and we am very excited to talk about it. This week's question came from Taylor M. What is the socially acceptable approach for splitting costs with friends? Think meals and nights out, weekend getaways. Are we just doing even splits, or is everyone paying for their own share? I generally prefer to pay my own portion of things rather than one person paying, and we all equally split costs to Venmo back and forth, regardless of the actual expense breakdown, but it seems that that is falling out of fashion. I tend to not order drinks or desserts when dining out, so I do always feel like I'm overpaying. Should I be more proactive when the bills come, or do I need to just get over it and plan for always overpaying in group settings, like a group outing tax, which is such a clever name? And then she closes the question by saying most of the time, of course, the time spent with friends is worth the extra money, but it can add up and start to affect things I say yes to. Do I just need a mindset shift? So I feel like this is the spiciest question because I have been in this exact situation so many times. I imagine you have too because you're smiling.
0: I'm just smiling because I think this is like such a perfect example of just how abundantly reasonable our listeners are, where they're like, maybe I should make it a group outing tax. Oh my gosh. I just love, I love Rich Girl Nation because they're so rational. So that's really why I'm smiling. But I guess tell me more.
1: Especially when I was a lower earner, this happened to me all the time and I felt really uncomfortable and I didn't always feel like it was fair. I've kind of figured out my approach. I think it's a winner. You can tell me what you think.
0: Hit me. I'm so interested to hear (laughs) what your approach is.
1: So I basically have two approaches where if I'm getting food with friends that I kind of know them well enough or I've gone out with them often enough to kind of know their patterns. So the first is with friends who I know historically do get more drinks or food at dinner or they're higher earners and don't really mind dropping a lot on bottle service or whatever, I'm either upfront about it to them and to the waiter for a separate check, or I see it as this group outing tax, like Taylor called it. But on occasion... I've had to leave early, and so I just Venmo over just my part of the bill and tax and tip. Oh,
0: you dog. You sneaky dog. I don't
1: do it on purpose. I'm not like, oh, I have to leave, and then I just, like, sneak out and do this. I have to go to the bathroom
0: and <laughs> cleanse out the window. So,
1: <laughs> hey, where'd you go? Sharon, your car's gone. But I think it's something that you could occasionally try to do, too, if you're in this situation, and then just approach those friends at a later date with a larger conversation of like why this isn't something you can feasibly do all the time.
0: This is interesting because I was on a trip recently where there was like 12 of us and we ended up going out to dinner and lunch pretty much every day. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot. Which trip was this? London in Scotland. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was a blast. And fortunately, we had booked the flights on points. We would have spent north of five grand on flights alone for this trip because it was so expensive just to get over there in June. And so that really helped cut back on the amount of money we were spending. So I didn't feel as, oh my gosh, I really need to be on top of this for this one. I was a little okay with, yeah, okay, we're going to end up paying more because there's so many of us and whatever. But it was kind of a mess for the waiter, you know, when you sit down and you can just tell they're looking at you and they're like, damn it, like this is going to be so annoying. (laughs)
1: When they get there, they're like, so one check or separate?
0: (laughs) Yeah, because there's some couples that are paying together, and then there's some people that are single that are there that are paying solo. So I remember sitting there for the entirety of one meal, just like, I don't drink. So I'm just watching everybody order like rounds and rounds of drink, and I'm calculating in my head, okay, I'm going to pay for my food like three times over if we just split this, whatever. One person picked up the entire bill, and then we all Venmoed them for our portion. And like our listener said, I knew that we were paying way more than for just what we ate.
1: Do you remember what the bill was and what your portion ended up being?
0: Oh, my gosh. So We were at Dishoom, which is like a very Ooh, famous yes. Indian restaurant in London, It was incredible. And the food was so good that I almost didn't mind because I was like, whatever. (laughs) But I think my entree alone and the food that I ate probably was like 30 bucks. Probably Thomas's was like 60. And I think our split was like 200. So okay, it was a lot. The first time it happened with that group, I just, we paid the equal split and I was like, it's fine. The second time though, when we were in that situation, I actually got up to go to the bathroom. So you do
1: it too. No, in a different way.
0: I approached the waitress when we were away from the table and I said, hey, is it possible to charge per person here? Or is it possible to just ring us up separately? We ordered a lot less. Because I do feel bad asking the waiter or waitress for that. I hate being that person. But I also don't like being the one who awkwardly in the middle of the meal stops the conversation and is like, Hey, so, um, is it cool if we try to split this act? Like it's awkward (laughs) no matter how you spin it. But to me talking to the person that's going to be handling the bill away from the table has been the least awkward, bad solution in my experience. So that's kind of, that's kind of how I've handled it in the past. If I care enough to interfere.
1: Yeah. So it seems like you and I and maybe also this listener is thinking also in bigger groups where I think, like, the bigger the group is, the more unruly this process can be. Mm-hmm. I agree that sometimes it makes sense to just go straight to the waitress. Do you ever approach the conversation with them at any point if you feel like these are people you might travel with again or that you're, like, close friends with? Oh,
0: it's hard. It's hard because it really depends on how well I know them. I wouldn't think twice about it with my close friends at all. Like it would not bother me at all to be like, hey guys, do you mind if we try to pay for what we actually ordered? If we're in a big group, when we went to Tulum, there was four of us, which isn't a big group granted, but they were my closest friends. So sometimes I would pay for everybody, like just treat everybody because I wanted to. Other times I'd be like, hey, let's try to order separately and pay separately. But in this particular instance, it was my husband's close friends and their wives. And so I didn't want to be the stick in the mud. That was the (laughs) kind of like epitome of a money vlogger being like, "Um, would it be possible for us to split this evenly? But when you're with like 12 dudes and they're all getting four drinks per person at dinner, I don't mind doing that once. But I don't want to subsidize everyone's alcohol for four days in a row.
1: 100%, which I think is really fair.
0: Except, you know, when you go out with parents. Your parents don't count. That, I feel like, is the exception where you're like, I'm getting the nicest drink. I am getting apps and zerts.
1: When I go out with my parents, I'm getting two Andre's so I can save <laughs> some for tomorrow. You're
0: loading up for the week. The restaurant is doing your meal prep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I'm like, can I get the to-go container separated each day? Like, on the other side of the spectrum, I was going to say the other approach I have with people who are more budget conscious, and especially when I was a lower earner, I either try to eat lightly with them so that neither one of us feels uncomfortable, or I'm upfront about splitting per person, or I try to like treat because I do think that a lot of times, oh, I can get this round and someone else will get the next round. And like it just doesn't feel worth it to like go back and forth over 20 $30 meals sometimes. Is there a different approach for people you know are more on a budget? Or do you just kind of approach everybody the same way?
0: That's a really good question. And I think it's telling that you're conscious of that, where you kind of know your friends' habits and you try to make them feel comfortable. Do you just ask them, hey, how do you want to handle the bill? Or do you, do you up front say, hey, so are you cool to split based on what we order? Like, What, what would you actually say when you're sitting down to kind of address it up front?
1: I think I've said both. I think I've said, depending on the situation and depending my level of friendship with them, like, sometimes I'm just like, hey, I got this. Like, get whatever. It's totally fine. Yeah. And then you can get the next round. Or I've been like, hey, like, I just paid off this vacation. Do you mind if we just split this? And it's never been an issue, at least not to my face. No one has ever been like, "Henna, the cheapo to me. But. There's a group text where they're all talking about you behind your back about how cheap. <laughs> I, you know, in middle school, there was a joke club called the I Hate Hannah Club. And to this day... Where do I sign? (laughs) I, to this day, it literally makes me feel so bad when I think about it. So...
0: You're in good company because in high school, Lady Gaga, there was a Facebook group called Stephanie Germanati. You Will Never Be Famous, that her high school you know, bullies made about her. And look at her now.
1: So I thought you were going to say you're in good company because I too had it. I hate Ka- Katie Gaddy Club, but no, Lady Gaga.
0: Um, Well, hey, you know, I think you'd rather be in good company with Lady Gaga than Katie Gaga any day of
1: the week. True. But there is an existing I hate Katie Club because we get all the emails and I have to That's read them. True.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our, our newsletter inbox. <laughs> I do want to say that as I have earned more money, I actually really like paying for my friends when we do things Mm -hmm. within reason. I think where that trip was different and where I treat travel differently is the size of the group where like I'm probably not going to be interested in picking up the tab for 12 people in the same way that I would for two. And to that point, everyone on that trip, as far as I know, makes pretty good money so there were actually instances where one person was paying for the meal and then that was kind of it they wouldn't ask for anyone to pay them back that actually happened a few times that was a weird situation i'm not in those positions very often but it was just the frequency i think and and it was interesting to me that there were actually instances where someone was like i got this one and i was like really okay cool that's like (laughs) 500 bucks but whatever i
1: have a clarifying question this is genuinely to be curious do you think it ever comes across as patronizing when you say this one's on me don't worry about paying me back and it is sort of like a much larger bill it's not someone's birthday it's not something where you're like well i coordinated this trip to tulum so i'm gonna cover everybody but if you were just out do you think someone else would be like oh she makes a big buck so she's gonna cover us all i don't think it comes across? I mean, you'd have to ask them if they've ever felt that way. All right. Just send me the emails of those 12 people.
0: I've never gotten the sense that anyone feels that way, probably because it's not all the time. But I think it's just the fact that, like, to me, there is something about friendship that's about sharing a burden to the extent that you can bear it. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's a much smaller burden for me in some instances, to pay for a lunch out or a dinner out, especially if I'm the one asking them to go, than for a friend that's maybe between jobs or is in school right now or whatever the circumstances. And so I have no doubt that eventually when the tables are turned and I'm the one that's between jobs or if I decide to go back to school, I always tell Thomas I'm going to go to law school and become a lawyer and he's like, please don't. But if the tables were turned and they were the one that had the study income and I wasn't, that like, they would cover me and it wouldn't be a thing. I definitely can see what you're saying. I could see how it could come across that way, but I've I've never gotten the sense that anyone feels patronized.
1: Yeah. My very best friend, she was someone who made a lot more money before I did and then she would treat me and then when COVID hit and she lost all her income, I would treat her like- Oh, that's nice. It is just very much like, We're not holding each other's receipts and being like, this is how much you owe me later. Yeah, you're not running (laughs) a tab. Exactly. You're not like counting behind the scenes. I think actually Farnoosh maybe has talked about this where it's like everybody comes together for Breaking Bread and it's like this social event, but everyone is also coming with very different money mindsets. So I was just curious of like, do you think it will come across that way to anybody? Not that I think it is. And for the record, if anybody wants to pay for me, I won't think of it that way.
0: But- well, fortunately, Hannah, I have very few friends. <laughs> so whenever anyone's like, "How do you deal with like having to go to all all the bachelorette parties?" I'm like, "I've never been to a bachelorette party." <laughs> I'm oh,
1: like, "Someone invite her. I don't have a problem
0: with having to like travel for those cuz I just don't I have few I have very few close friends." And so I think people know my intentions and that it would go both ways.
1: I think so. I just think it's worth a conversation because our listeners probably run the gamut of like how they feel about money and being treated
0: oh and by the way my attitude has certainly shifted first of all i used to just never go out to eat because i didn't want to spend the money on it what'd you
1: do you would steal lunch from like leftover southwest meetings or oh
0: yeah but i would have coworkers right that would like go out to lunch multiple times a week and i would either bring my food in a tupperware and like eat my packed lunch with them at the table or i would just not go because I was like so laser focused on saving money. So I definitely think that it's almost impossible to have this conversation in a vacuum without that broader context of just where are you on your financial journey and how often is this coming up? But I do think that it the part about it adds up is very, very valid. And that's where I think the point that can maybe be made if you're still trying to have some fun, but you are in more of a, I'll call it like a grind phase with money where you're not feeling like you can spend as freely. The thing to emphasize to people, I think, is that my restaurant budget is this, and it doesn't go as far if I'm having to evenly split. Like, I'm gonna, that's gonna translate to fewer outings every month, and I really want to be there with you guys, but I can't afford to split everything equally. So, I've definitely been in in those shoes for more time than I haven't been in those shoes, I would say. And it's only been in the last year or two that I felt comfortable being like, no, it's okay. Like I actually don't go out to eat that much. I don't do things like that very often. So when I do, I feel comfortable either treating or kind of going along with the equal split thing just to not ruffle feathers.
1: Well, that actually relates, I think, well, to my final point, which is we also default as going out to eat as a way to socialize. And I don't yeah. think that we have to do that. Like, I think there are lower cost or cheaper alternatives that have just as much bonding time. And if food is like a thing that really excites you, I mean, I think you could do a potluck or you could make dinner together in your home or you could just go for a walk. If you're seeing your friends on a very normal cadence, like that will free up your budget to go bigger at the next outing. You know what I mean?
0: For sure. Frequency is kind of, I think, the key here, aside from income and goals, is just how often are we talking? If this is twice a weekend, yeah, you probably shouldn't be splitting everything equally. That is going to add up. But if you're like me and you only do things with your friends once every two months, (laughs) your quarterly outing with other humans, then it probably isn't really going to make that big of a difference. (laughs) I
1: just feel like this question... It feels universally applicable no matter who you are. So I was excited to see it come in.
0: Yeah, same. All right. Well, that's all for this week's Bridge Roundups. We'll see you on Wednesday to talk about nailing down what the ideal save rate is and why. Sexy. Bye. Bye.